Hey guys, and welcome to the podcast. We're just out here living. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. It's a full moon in Aquarius. I was going to watch the TV show um, in a second. But I'm really just out here cooling. Like, I've never been more cooling than I'm cooling now in my whole damn life. This is the most cooling I've ever been. So, if anybody wants to hit me up about cooling, I'm cooling. <laughs> so, I'm trying to make a way out of nowhere. But I have been listening to that Jim Rohn shift in the mindset. So, when I look back on this later and when other people look back on it, they'll be like, oh shit, this was the turning point. This is the turning point. We're in the middle of the curve going up. So, yeah, I hope everyone's having a great September 2019. It's lit, we up, stay strong, king life, and all that jazz. Um, I'm just trying to stay out of the spotlight, you know? I'm just trying to do me, stay in my lane. Get to the bag. Back to Google Trends. Um, I bet the full moon might be trending today. I hope so. Let's see. Google Trends. Listening to Cafe Brazil in the background. Eddie Money. Rihanna. Alright, did Eddie Money pass away? Eddie Money, Two Tickets to Paradise singer, dies at 70. Eddie Money, the prolific singer and songwriter whose song Baby Hold On, Two Tickets to Paradise, Shaken, and Take Me Home Tonight, soundtrack popular music in the 80s, died Friday. He was 70. The Money family regrets to announce that Eddie passed away peacefully early this morning. It's with heavy hearts that we say goodbye to our loving husband and friend. Money recently revealed that he had been diagnosed with cancer. Money made his home in the Bay Area in the 70s where he performed at the city's clubs regularly. A star of MTV's formative years, he saw major chart success with songs such as Baby, Hold On, and Two Tickets to Paradise. He was signed to Columbia Records and released 11 albums throughout his career. He grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Um, he started out in law enforcement, two years as an officer before he did music. In Berkeley, he moved out west with local musicians. He met Bill Graham. So RIP to money. Eddie Money passed away. Top Google search of the day, at least in the US, I think. Felicity Huffman by Turns, tearful and stoic, Felicity Huffman gets 14-day prison sentence. She looks strong, man. Boston, facing time in prison for her role in the nation's largest college admissions scandal. The actress Felicia Huffman grew tearful, her voice breaking as she told his courtroom that she wished she had never taken part in a scheme to inflate her daughter's SAT scores. Earlier, she sat silent and stoic as a prosecutor ticked off all the reasons probation would not be sufficient punishment. Ms. Huffman was sentenced to 14 days and fed president on Friday. 
She was the first parent to face punishment in a scheme in which nearly three dozen wealthy people are accused of using lies and bribes to smooth their children's way into prestigious colleges. Looming over Miss Husband's sentencing were questions about fairness and whether she and the other mostly white parents in the case would be treated more leniently than poor or non-white defendants accused of educational fraud. The judge's decision to impose a prison sentence on Miss Husband, on Miss Huffman, whose prosecutors saw as one of the least culpable parents, made it more likely that any parents convicted in the case will face at least some prison time, even if the period is brief and largely symbolic. What do you guys think about that? I was listening to Gary Vee's perspective, and he was like, it's worse for the kid who knows they're such a terrible kid that their parents got them into college. That was his perspective on it. But in other news, Borderlands 3 is out, I guess. Uh, Borderlands 3 is a video game. Borderlands 3 was launched. Why do I feel excited about Borderlands 3? I don't even play video games. It sounds super exciting. One question I've gotten already more than most is from people wondering which is the best class or character to solo the game with. Obviously Borderlands is one of the last major co-op shooters out there that also employs split screen and it's fun to play with friends or even match made teams at times. A ton of people are probably going to be doing at least their first run mostly solo. Not everyone has the ability to perfectly sync a 25 plus hour story campaign among friends. I will say up front, I definitely think it's possible to solo the campaign with any character. The point is, if you really want to use a character, don't let this guide stop you. I played solo with all four and it's doable, it's just that some characters seem better than others when it comes to their solo potential. So here's the list, starting with the best. Borderlands 3. Flack. I won't keep you in suspense here. Probably the best overall solo, solo, solo character in Borderlands 3 is the one about half of players say they're going to main. As you might expect, a pet-based class is useful for players without another buddy or two to play with. The pet is not an active skill. It's always around unless it's killed in combat, but you can either revive it yourself or wait for a short cooldown for them to respawn. The pet is good for a number of reasons. First and foremost, to tank damage for you. There are many skills that let Flak actually pass damage to their pet, further increasing your survivability and higher levels of pet skills can also mean they're doing some solid DPS in battle. There's even a skill that will have your pet try to come revive you if you fall in combat. There's also Zane. breakdown um the only reason i'm talking about it is because it's the number three top search term today so it's like what else am i going to talk about besides what everybody else is talking about but that's what i want to talk about you know so i'm gonna go to wikipedia quickly make sure i'm not gonna run out of space on the podcast today all right let's hope this saves um Borderlands is a 2009 open-world action role-playing first-person shooter game. It is the first game in the Borderlands series. 
developed by Gearbox Software and published by 2K Games for PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Microsoft Windows, Mac OS X, and Shield Android TV. The game's story focuses on a group of four vault hunters who travel to the distant planet Pandora to hunt down an alien vault rumored to contain advanced alien technology finding themselves battling the local wildlife and bandit population but ultimately attempting to stop the head of a private corporation army from reaching the vault first. Designed by Matthew Armstrong by 2K Games the game features the ability to explore the in-game world and complete both main missions and optional side quests, either in single-player or online cooperative gameplay. There's different class types and unique abilities for combat, upgradable skills, and the use of two-person vehicles. The game itself is rendered in cartoon-style graphics to provide greater detail on weapons and environments and was inspired by various action role-playing games of the time, such as Ultima and Diablo. It re Borderlands received favorable reviews upon its release and sold over 2 million units by the end of 2009. Its success spawned four DLCs, The Zombie Island, Mad Moxies, The Secret Armory, has two sequels, Borderland 2 and September, well, and now Borderland 3. So yeah, that's those are the top three searches today. Borderlands, um... And uh, Eddie Money and Felicity Huffman. So, also turning today are Rihanna, the Goldfish, Minka Fitzpatrick, Don't Call Me Angel, Brooke Richardson, and Ava Michelle. Also, Tupac. So, thank you so much, and please subscribe. Hey guys, I want to talk about some more things that are trending today. Uh, why is Rihanna trending? Oh, it's for your Diamonds Ball. At Rihanna's Diamond Ball, Raps Elite from Rolling Stone. You want to talk about Rihanna for, for a second? Raps Elite unite for a good cause. Superstars enlist Pharrell, DJ Khaled, 21 Sav, 2 Chains, Offset, ASAP, Meek Mill for annual All-Star Benefit Gala. What an incredible time to be a fan of Rihanna, Seth Meyers reflected, of course, the audience that attended the pop star's fifth annual Diamond Ball at Cipriani Wall Street Friday night were comprised of more peers and business people than hardcore fans. The response was still enthusiastic, even if the diehards were at home begging for album updates and worried that the reason why they loved Rihanna in the first place for music career has made it even harder to do their current duty as fans. Riri's, dude, I don't even want to talk about it. I was trying to meet her. Like, let me just not be a weird person that does her news. Um, but, um, what else? The Goldfinch. With the Harry Potter actor, Ron? No, just kidding. The Goldfinch puts beloved novel on screen. The Goldfinch paints dull picture from prize-winning book from CNN.com. 
The goldfinch has a painting at its center, but despite a classy palette of ingredients, conjures a lifeless, disjointed picture. Adapted from a Pulitzer Prize winning novel, the movie represents a transparent bid to bring the book's prestige to the screen, but it's another case of literary underpinnings being lost in translation, despite the tragic circumstances that set the plot in motion. When a young boy loses his mother in an explosion at a New York mu museum before making off with the painting of the title, the coming-of-age tale unfolds at an uninvolving pace. The story yields a series of dreary episodes before said boy graduates into his adult version who continues to be haunted by that past. The most dramatic portion of the plot, although built largely around Theo as a youth, the film cast incorporates lots of shiny baubles along the way. They include but aren't limited to Nicole Kidman as a kindly family friend. They whisk him to the outskirts of Las, of Las Vegas and Stranger Things star Finn Wolfhard as another outcast. The grown Theo finds a career selling antiques, partnering with a dealer, Hobie, whose ties to the lad also go back to the museum bombing. Why does this sound so boring? So, there's a new movie called The Goldfinch, based off the novel, and CNN makes it sound terrible. But, um, let's see one more review. Um, anyway, I guess it's a, it's a skip, but, The Goldfinch is a stolen opportunity. One star out of five from Rolling Stone. The only achievement in transferring Donna Tartt's The Goldfinch from page to screen is that it's a botch job for the ages, aka it's a fuck up. To the list of great books mangled by Hollywood, F. Scott Fitzgerald of The Great Gatsby, Tom Wolfe, The Bonfire, The Vanities, and Atlas Shrug add Donna Tartt's The Goldfinch, the cinematic assault on Tart's 2014 Pulitzer Prize winning novel was seen to have everything going for it. Classy cast, Nicole Kidman, Ansel Elgort, and peerless camera magician, Roner Deakins. For starters, Tart's nearly 800 page opus does not squeeze easily into a conventional two hour running time. All right, I'm gonna have to tear myself away from this fascinating facts about this movie that you should skip. It's rated R, by the way. And you want to talk about Tupac? Or Minka Fitzpatrick? That's a football player. Don't Call Me Angel. Is this a movie? It's about hot girls. Oh, shit. Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, and Lana Del Rey. Are talented performers who, despite their fondness for cultural appropriation, have all cranked out more than their fair share of legitimately fantastic movie. I agree. 
Don't Call Me Angel, the new single tied to Elizabeth Banks' upcoming Charlie's Angels, is not a particularly bright spot on any of their discographies. You know, I bet they have, I bet it's an amazing song and perfect. But, um... So there's a new Charlie's Angels moving out movie coming out in the song Don't Call Me Angel with three female superstar is out. So <laughs> top search is who won the debate. Guys, someone made a super interesting point yesterday tied to presidential debates. You shouldn't it shouldn't be you shouldn't elect them like that because it 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 skews towards people who are good at debating and good at campaigning and not people who are good at running a country. I thought that was an interesting point. Playboy is trending Zantac. I don't even want to know what that is. Mid-Autumn Festival. Mid-Autumn Festival is trending. 12 bizarre and innovative ways food companies are making mooncakes, the 700-year-old Chinese delicacy eaten to celebrate mid-autumn festival. September 13th marks the annual mid-autumn festival, widely celebrated by people of Chinese and Vietnamese descent. Families typically reunite on this day with a meal and the sharing of a mooncake, a doughy dessert, with an ornate pattern printed on top that's been eaten since as long ago as the 14th century. Food companies have been innovating the mooncake in recent years with creations ranging from cakes filled with spicy KFC chicken to those covered in 24 karat gold. The 2010 September 13th marks the annual Mid-Autumn Festival, a holiday celebrating the advent of a full moon, most popularly celebrated within Chinese and Vietnamese cultures. The festival is typically held on the 15th day of the eighth month of the lunar calendar, which falls in different days of the Gregorian calendar every year. So it has to do with the moon, and they eat moon cakes because today is a full moon. That is super. See, China is about to pop, man. China is booming. Don't get me started. I'm a little excited about them. Um, families typically get together to celebrate the event outdoors so they can see the full moon with lanterns and moon cakes around doughy dessert with an ornate pattern printed on top. I think that's really cool. I think a lot of people in our modern society forget, like, they get so out of tune. Someone, Ty, made a great point, like, last week. He was like, a lot of people in the inner city or a lot of people in dense cities, you talk to the kids and they don't even know where their food comes from. They don't know that yogurt comes from a cow. And I was like, oh, shit. So celebrating the moon and being a full moon, like it does have an impact on people. And it's like a big deal if you are really paying attention to things like that, in my opinion. Um, the round shape of the mooncake symbolizes unity and family reunion in Chinese culture and is typically cut into pieces for families to share. Hong Kong lifestyle brand Goods of Desire, known for its tongue-in-cheek products, uh, created a knockoff. This year, KFC in Hong Kong made a bizarre spicy chicken and nuts. 
moon cake featuring nuts, almonds, sunflower seeds, peaches, and spicy chicken floss to be transported around in a KFC bucket that lights up and doubles as a lantern. <laughs> this is why I gotta travel more. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Oreo also made its own version of a mooncake this year. It appears to have Oreo's trademark coating with chocolate inside. Oreo debuted two mooncake flavors in Vietnam earlier this month. This year, a bakery in Hong Kong made mooncakes with messages showing solidarity with protests against the Chinese government in the city. Mooncakes with the Chinese words for support each other. No withdrawal, no dispersal, to show support for people demonstrating against a bill that would allow the Chinese government to extradite anyone from the city for prosecution in the mainland. The bill has sparked months of large-scale protests that have at times descended into violence between demonstrators and police. So uh, today is a full moon and the Chinese and Vietnamese culture celebrate it with mooncakes and getting together as family, which is, in my opinion, very cool. It is the mid-autumn festival and is a trending search today. What is Zantac? FDA finds probable carcinogen in Zantac and other heartburn drugs. A probable carcinogen that prompted the recall of several versions of blood pressure lowering pills has been detected in the heartburn drug Zantac and its generic versions. So be careful if you're taking Zantac, I guess. Uh, why is Playboy trending? Kylie Jenner's Pornhub searches surpass Sister Kim. I should not read this because y'all know how it gets sometimes. Guys, you understand. Kylie Jenner is not just keeping up with sister Kim Kardashian, she's beating her. The Kylie Cosmetics CEO made her Playboy debut for the magazine's Pleasure issue and a rep for Pornhub told Page Six exclusively that searches for Jenner 22 on the free points website have skyrocketed following the release of the sexy photos. Pornhub shared that when Kardashian essentially broke the internet on November 2014 by exposing her bare butt on the cover of Play Paper magazine, the KKW beauty creator searches increased by 600%. However, her youngest sister has seen a 600% single day increase since her nude pits, pics hit the web Wednesday. Guys, as humans, we are fascinated by, by nudity, by people who are famous. And look at Kylie, like, I salute her. I applaud a woman who's getting attention and getting money. Like, she's the youngest, richest billionaire. Like, how are you going to hate on that, in my opinion? 
For her cover, Jenner, Jenner also opted for a rogue color lingerie set. Her boyfriend, Travis Scott. The Travis Scott goes so hard. His music is so good. Anyways. So shout out to Kylie Jenner. Jenner is also the only member of the Kardashian-Jenner clan to reach billionaire status. Guys, if you didn't know, there's new pictures of Kylie Jenner on the internet. And she is mega trending, so... Do with that knowledge what you will. Shout out to Kylie though, if for some weird reason you're listening, uh, I'm cool and I hope we can meet in person and I'm not a weirdo. Uh, but yeah, let's keep getting money. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoy my little Google Trends segment and uh, I'm running out of space on my phone so I'm going to stop it here. Please subscribe. Thank you so much. It means the world. I really hope you guys are enjoying this podcast. I make it for you guys really, so stay strong.